Welcome to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast, where we dive in deep to all things business, wellness, creativity, and activism for artists and entrepreneurs. We talk with impactful, female-driven companies and founders for an inside look at the entrepreneurial experience, where you'll come away with tangible steps to elevate your business. Are you ready? I'm your host, Phoebe Sherman, founder of Girl Gang Craft, artist and designer and marketing obsessed. We're here to learn together how to expand our revenue, implement new organizational techniques, and cultivate best business practices as we work towards creating a life doing what we love. Let's get started. Hello, creatives and healers and witches and makers and my mom, everyone who's listening to this podcast, welcome back to 2022 Girl Gang Craft podcast season. Uh, so excited to be here. We took a little bit of a break to, you know, go on with the holiday season, have our holiday market, our directory, and then take a pause, take a deep pause. And I've really been feeling that pause here over in wintry Salem, Massachusetts, as I'm sitting here, a big storm is about to roll in. And I'm really trying to ground myself personally and be a little bit quieter, a little bit more still. It's different over here because I feel like in California and Oakland, as soon as it hits end of January, we're like ready for spring. And that's not quite the case over here. It's kind of like the biggest weather hasn't come yet. So it's different. It's different. I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the podcast, for being a part of our community. Thank you for being on our social media, for joining our membership, just for like saying hi, for DMing your questions. It means so much to me. It means so much to our team to be a part of a beautiful community. And honestly, it's been a savior to my own mental health as I move across the country and trying to like navigate what community means in a new space, especially with like COVID and also winter here. So thank you. So truly thank you. And yeah, I'd love to ask of you, if you are listening to this podcast, if you could take a moment to leave a review about how it's helped you, maybe something specific, something like a tangible takeaway that you've run with that's helped you maybe, you know, in your mental health as a business owner or, you know, like financially, whatever, that would be a really amazing thing. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. A little bit about the podcast season. So we're moving forward with the podcast season. We're going to keep sort of the every other week rhythm. That feels like a good pace for us. Our goal for this year is to be a little bit less like on the hamster wheel for myself personally and the team. So every other week pace feels good. And we're going to continue with that until maybe we don't. (laughs) But for now, you can expect an episode for us every other week. I was doing a lot of solo episodes, you know, the past few years, and we'll see what happens with that this year. But personally, right now, I'm much more interested in interviewing other entrepreneurs. You can find a little bit more solo teachings from me, you know, on my personal Instagram at Phoebe Sherman, on my TikTok at Phoebe.Sherman. And, you know, of course, in our Click membership, which will open again in June. And I am working on a new course. So that should come out right around the corner. I'm working on a short form video course because I know it's a big sticking point for a lot of you all navigating this new way of social media. So I'm here to help. That will be out shortly. Yeah. So we did also have to cancel our summit due to COVID. 
So hoping to figure out other ways that we can be in person with you all soon. We are moving forward with our craft fairs at this point, and we'll just keep you in loop on all of those things. If you're not signed up for our newsletter, that's the best way to stay in touch or our Instagram. So again, thank you so much for listening. We're going to hop right into the episode. I'm really excited for this year just of community and creativity and connection. And I hope you all, you know, dive into skill stacking. I think that's really important right now, learning new skills that can help elevate your business and also dive into community. And those are really two of our missions here at Growing Craft. How can we unite and connect and grow as a creative community? So thank you for being here. I love you all. And with that, we'll just get started. Hey, creatives, welcome to Girl Gang Craft, the podcast. So I'm excited because today we have a couple firsts. So this is our first podcast with two guests. We have a really cool duo and they make up pander designs. We have Roxy Prima and we have another Phoebe on the podcast today. So this is Phoebe Cornog <laughs> and just you know, our name's pretty rare. So it's really exciting when we meet another one of us. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So tell our community what it is that you two do. Yeah. So I'm Roxy and I'm Phoebe and together we run Pander Design Co, which is a business based out of San Diego, California that specializes in painting murals and creating social media destination moments. And what is the social media destination moment? I know. So basically like your Instagram backdrop, we'll work closely with businesses to create something custom for them, but also it's going to draw people into their business, take photos, and then hopefully spend money. Or if it's an internal operation. So like we'll do office murals just to make the employees happy. You know, if you're going to be in the office, you, you know, want some interesting artwork. So yeah, we have a background in graphic design. So we come at it a little differently than other muralists. So are you only painting murals in San Diego or other places? Nope. All over. (laughs) Yeah. All over. We have a goal of painting a mural in all 50 States and we are currently at 24 soon to be at 27. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So you've got half of America right there. Yeah. And any international murals yet? Yes. So we did not in a while. I mean, I guess COVID COVID. too, also (laughs) threw a wrench in that, but we have two murals in Australia and yeah, weirdly we haven't done Canada yet, which is, you know, Hey Canada, you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get them up in some Canadian businesses. We love Mm -hmm. that. So, okay. First of all, so are you mostly working for like retailers? You mentioned offices. Are they public buildings? Tell us a little bit about like who yeah. you're painting murals for. Yeah. So it's fun for us because we get to work in a really wide variety of different industries. We work internal, external, public facing, private, all kinds of stuff. Our clients range from commercial real estate to professional sports teams to restaurants, hotels, Airbnbs, you know, we've done some at schools, we've done quite a variety of work and then done places like Target, Lululemon, Visa, you know, it really ranges, which is really fun for us because it's never the same kind of project. And what kind of murals are you painting? (laughs) Yeah. Our background is, as I said, in graphic design. So they're pretty graphic in style. A lot of them include lettering, which we're trying to get away from now just because 
we want to challenge ourselves to do more different stuff. So like, yeah, a lot of lettering we will do traditional sign painting. So if someone has, you know, their logo that they just need gigantic on the side of their building, we'll do that as well. So wide range. And do you have a favorite like type of mural that you work with or a favorite type of clientele? Well, I would say the perfect job would include the smoothest wall possible. (laughs) Texture does throw a wrench in like how fast or slow we'll do things. So we love a nice drywall. (laughs) And I mean, you're not really, we don't really care about who the industry is or the client. It's more about like how they treat us. We love a client that treats you with respect. (laughs) And I mean, it's more exciting when it's an exterior mural because people are seeing it more often and it's getting photographed for social. But I mean, inside ones are fun too, because, you know, the employees get to see it and you see how like it directly impacts their day at the office. So yeah. How do you get inspired to figure out what to paint for a client? (laughs) Yeah. So since we come at it from a graphic design standpoint, we're not painting what you know, Phoebe and Roxy want to paint. We're painting what makes sense for the brand that coincides with the brand's personality and something that's going to attract their target demographic. So there's a lot of research that goes into it. There's a lot of problem solving. There's a lot of, you know, connecting dots. And so that's a fun challenge for us. It's almost harder when the client says you can do whatever you want. Like it's nice to have some sort of boundaries and like, no bosses around, please. (laughs) Yeah. We love an assignment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So inspiration, I guess every project has a different problem that we're solving. So that's where we can get inspired by different things for each project. Okay. That's so interesting. And also you guys are very good at like going back and forth and sharing questions. So we do a lot. (laughs) Good teamwork. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So let's back up a little bit. How did you two meet? We met through Instagram. So basically our whole lives are centered around social media. But yeah, so I found Roxy on Instagram back in 2015. And at that point, she had about like 15,000 followers. And I was just completely obsessed with her work that she was doing at the time, which this was pre-iPad. So it was a lot of pencil drawings and lettering. So I was obsessed with her lettering. And I saw that she was based in San Diego. So I was like, oh, I'm going to reach out to her. So I sent her an email, very professional email, and asked her if she would get wine and cheese and talk about lettering with me, which is so nerdy. But (laughs) she said yes to my surprise. And then from there, we just really hit it off and had a lot in common. And so we started a meetup group and that was for other like-minded creatives in San Diego who were interested in graphic design and lettering and just like meeting up and doing creative things together. So we were hosting all those events. And from there is where, you know, we fell into running a business together. I love that. We love, <laughs> we love an Instagram romance story. Yes. <laughs> So, okay. Is it just you two right now or do you have a bigger team? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we used to have a few employees and then when COVID hit, we totally expected our business to just not have any work because who needs a mural during a global pandemic, but apparently a lot of people do. So we really, those first few weeks of COVID just dove into our business and really 
figured out how to get lean and mean and where we could get clients and ended up having our best year ever, which is now being topped by this year. But so we've really figured out how to, you know, keep our business growing with just the two of us, because we learned that, you know, we don't really like managing people. And there's a lot of extra stuff you have to do when you have employees that takes you away from the day-to-day business stuff. So we really enjoy having a small team and it's nice to enjoy the profits that we make. (laughs) We outsource a ton of stuff though. So it's just the two of us full-time under Pander, but so technically, yeah, we're an S-Corp. So we're employees of ourselves, which is funny, but we outsource a bunch of work. So our SEO, any legal stuff, we have an attorney, we have a bookkeeper, accountant, all that fun stuff. And what else do we outsource? Oh, like copywriting. Copywriting. Yeah. Anytime we need anything like vectorized, we've realized why are we doing this? So there's still like some design work too, or if it's a bigger project, we'll bring on sign painters to help us paint. So there's ways to sometimes do have help for murals. Right. If it's a huge project. Okay, cool. Okay. I love the idea of keeping it small and using contractors. I think that's really smart and paying other people to do things like taxes and bookkeeping. And it's always a, it's always a stress off our artist community bag. (laughs) Okay. So yeah. How do you divide your work is, do you sort of stick to specific roles you two, or how does that work? So the interesting thing about our dynamic is that we both do everything. Whereas a lot of partnerships work well together because they have different skill sets. So like one might be the creative and one might be the business person. We are both everything. And because when we came together, neither of us knew anything about how to run a business. We learned everything together. So we know how to do everything and we are very like-minded in the way that we think and our goals. So it's nice to be able to say, you know, I'll do the contracts this week and, you know, you start designing that project or whatever, and we can just pass off things. Like if I'm not feeling very creative today, you know, Phoebe can take over that part. Or if she just doesn't feel like pitching on the phone one day, then I can take the phone call. So it's great for, you know, when one of us is on vacation, we can just, everything's in in good hands with each other. So do you guys like check in at the beginning of every day or how does that work? Yeah. Come into the office. Yeah. We come into our office around 10 AM our time and we'll normally, I mean, we all have been on our phones, so it's like, we're not completely unplugged, but we'll say, oh, did you see that email? Ugh, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Okay, we'll respond to that. We're usually on the same page anyways. Yeah, or there's nothing like many two surprises and then we just kind of get right into it. We're so used to it and in sync, which makes us sound like freaky robots, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what comes with the territory. But I mean, we've worked together for five years at this point. So, Okay, so you have a physical office. Tell us about that. And when did that come into the picture? Yeah. So I think 2018, we rented an office within a co-working space because it just, you know, we couldn't work at coffee shops anymore. We had too many phone calls going on and wanted a little bit more structure. So we worked out of a co-working space for about six months, I would say. I think there's almost a year, right? I can't remember. Yeah. (laughs) Almost a year, I'd say. And then at that time we had a couple employees. So we were looking for an office space and we found our space that we've been in for three years now. And it's great. We put in a gym during COVID. We can teach workshops here. We have a big shed for all our paint supplies. So it's been really nice to have a space because, I mean, 
it's not the easiest thing for either of us to work out of our homes. And it's nice to have that separation, especially for storage of our supplies. That's the major thing. Yeah. And just during COVID, it was really great to have another place to be able to go to when everything is on lockdown. Yeah, that makes sense. The separation of and work and home. And when you're an artist having so many supplies and when you're working on walls, specifically mm-hmm. having so yeah. many supplies, I imagine. So, okay. You said that you would teach workshops as well. Can you talk a little bit about that and sort of your public? Well, everything's public facing for you, but maybe to other artists, part of the business. Yeah. We started a while ago, I think in I'm so bad at years, but like, I want to say 2017. Cause I know yeah, we did it very early. I know we did them in Australia yeah. when we were there and that's when we also painted the murals. But yeah, initially we were just doing hand lettering workshops in person with people. And at first, like everyone, you know, you have imposter syndrome. You're like, how am I like, why do I have authority to teach anyone about this? But we've been asked so many times by people, how do you do this or that? So we're like, okay, we might as well be teaching this. And it was really fun. And actually we took us all around the United States too. That's really helped us with our goal of paint. Whenever we want to paint in a state, we do a mural and then also teach a workshop. So it's been really great to connect with creatives and meet people in person that you're always talking to and your DMS on Instagram and whatnot. And then from there we realized, okay, we're actually good at really good at the business stuff. So now we need to start teaching everyone the business side of things. Cause that's something that's lacking in the creative realm. So yeah, we teach all different kinds of webinars. So most of those are virtual and that was really helpful as well during COVID when everyone's you know stuck at home, just teaching about outreach, which is something that was really crucial to our business. So how to get clients. We have a client communication webinar coming out. So you name it, we've probably done a webinar on it. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's so important. Obviously, I also care about educating the creative community. And I just think a lot of creatives when they're first starting out, you know, myself included, you're just sort of like putting together the pieces as you grow your business and right. you have no idea who to listen to or where to find info or mm-hmm. just winging it. So it's so important for there to be places to go to learn these things. And, yeah. you know, we don't learn it in art school. Nope. <laughs> which is crazy, but that's another (laughs) subject. Yeah. I really want to talk about outreach because like you said, that's such an integral part of your business. And a lot of our communities, businesses, our community has a lot of, you know, artists who are trying to not only, you know, maybe do craft fairs, but do gallery works and then do commissions. And then also sort of work with, I like to say like, work with the people who actually have money. And then sometimes we think of that as like, you know, maybe the rich art collector in New York, but those people are a little bit harder to find. And maybe it's actually just, you know, the uh, headquarters of Spotify down the street or whatever. So I would love to hear a little bit more about your outreach process and how you find clients. Yeah. So in the beginning of our business, we didn't have any clients, basically. We'd have them coming in here and there. Now we've painted about 250 murals all over the US and have a a big social media following. So a lot of work comes to us now. But in the beginning, we didn't have clients. We didn't have consistent clients. And so we realized that we needed to be doing email outreach with a presentation explaining, you know, why a company should hire us and not just like a passive email of like, well, let me know if you ever need a mural. Like, no, like, Let's get to the point. Let's get on a call. And we were just introducing ourselves to companies. And in the beginning, that's how we got 90% of our work. We've made 
hundreds of thousands of dollars through clients that we've gotten through outreach over the years. So now we don't have to do outreach as much, but it is critical in the beginning. And currently we're doing outreach because we're trying to get murals in the Southeast of the US for a project. So we still do outreach. We've done outreach for everything. When we had our podcast, we did it to get sponsors. We've done it to get what else did we do outreach for? I mean, we do it for everything. Our Live and breathe it. Yeah. Outreach helps with everything. So we do sell outreach guides on our website, just explaining the whole process because it's not that complicated. It's super easy and it should just be a habit for creatives and small business owners because it will get you more work. Like guaranteed, if you do it, if you really commit to doing it, you will get more work. And I'd say like, don't make any assumptions of what company can afford your services because we talked about this on Instagram the other day. Like we were just told by a multi-billion dollar company this week that we were too expensive. And then so, we had companies that yeah. we were like, eh, they probably can't afford us. You know, maybe they're having a hard time in COVID. And then we're like, whatever, we'll send it. And then, you know, we've been hired for five, six figure jobs from industries that we thought probably didn't have money. So you really never know. That's great advice. Can we talk a little bit more about your outreach system? Mm -hmm. Like how you stay organized right? and who you decide to reach out to? We use HubSpot as the platform that we use, but there's plenty of different ones. And we just use the free version. So nothing fancy. And that just makes it nice because Roxy and I are both working through the system. So we'll know who we've already emailed and we won't double email someone. But it's really all different sorts of industries. And Roxy had mentioned commercial real estate being the major one hotels, restaurant groups, et cetera, anyone who would see the value in having a colorful wall. And I will say that it's just very interesting. Each time is different who ends up hiring us personally. So it's never always like the marketing manager. It's been all different people, the owner, the marketing manager, the creative director, So unfortunately, it makes the process a little bit more complicated. You can't just like target the same person every time, but I guess keeps it interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And it is a repetitive process. You can't just do one and done email. You really do need to follow up. So we're really good with following up with people. And yeah, like right now we're targeting, as I said, the Southeast. So this week I've been specifically focus on Asheville, North Carolina. And on Instagram, I'll start with Instagram and I'll just type in Asheville, North Carolina. And then there's plenty of accounts that just make it so easy for you. Like visit Asheville or like food bloggers of Asheville, whatever. And they literally are tagging businesses. And like, I can see immediately if it seems like a good business that would fit our vibe or not. And then I'll just send them a DM like, hey, I'm a muralist. I'm coming to Asheville. I'd love to speak with you about potentially hiring me for a mural project. Do you have an email? I can send more information. And right there, they can look at my Instagram and see my portfolio, basically. And if they give me their email address, that's like, okay, they're potentially interested. And I make sure to make it clear, like, I'm not coming to do a free mural. Like, I would like to discuss pricing. And it works. It really works. So I typically focus on one city at a time and then go by industry. So I can just copy and paste because there've been times where, you know, I'll email brewery and say, your hotel looks awesome, you know? So it's nice to stick to one industry at a time. So I'll do every single hotel I can find in Nashville. And then I'll go to breweries or restaurant groups or commercial real estate, shopping malls, and just like message and email all of them. 
be honest, are you avoiding your business finances? Tax season is upon us, and that means it's high time to get a solid grip on your financial planning. We are not tax experts here at GGC, but we do know someone who is. Enter the one and only Money Witch. With her business coven course, which covers all things taxes, bookkeeping, biz structure, and more. So the fact is, you've got to organize your money to make more of it, period. Now is the time to look at your money and know what is happening so you can move forward. Not to mention, like, fill out your profit and loss statement and, like, turn in your taxes. You need to keep track of your business expenses. It's so important, and that goes into how you pay your taxes. So as Money Witch says herself, you can create structure in your business without compromising your values. So check out the course, Business Babes. You can enroll now and take the class on your own time and at your own pace. So head to bit.ly slash GGC times Money Witch. GGC is capitalized. The M in Money Witch is capitalized. Or check out our show notes to learn more. You can just click right on the link. Good luck, babes. Just backtracking a second. HubSpot. What is HubSpot? It's, I always forget what. CRM. 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 Okay. Okay. CRM platform. Yeah. But it's not required. It just, it keeps organization for us, but you you can be as OCD as you want with it. We do a lot of Asana and Airtable. So, okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of the DM too. You know, I think a lot of us think that work just comes to us. Like once we build our Instagram or sort of famous enough and like, it doesn't work like that. I mean, that's a beautiful thing that people start to come to you once you've developed yourself. But I think the outreach practice is always a great practice because you can ask for what you want which is cool, right? You're targeting the Southwest. And I mean, like there's sort of magic in that too. It's kind of like manifestation. Like you're actually going after the exact thing you want instead of just sitting and waiting for it to come to you, which I think is really important. I think a lot of creatives forget about that. I think we get so sucked into social media Mm -hmm. and like presenting our business, presenting our business, presenting our business and hoping people come to us that we forget about outreach. Mm-hmm. And in GGC, that's a huge part of our practice for both people like partnerships and even community things like at the day of this recording, our holiday directory is closing. And, you know, we sent out DMs to all of our people that we've interacted with before just to remind them. And that converts so much more than, you know, people aren't seeing our social media posts all the time. Yeah. Right. So I think going yeah. after it is such good advice. We always say like, if Coca-Cola has to advertise and they advertise a lot and everyone knows who Coca-Cola is, if Coca-Cola needs to advertise, you need to be putting yourself out there. Like, I'm sorry, even if you have a million followers on Instagram, that's not that many people in the grand scheme of things. And you're missing out on so much work. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. If Coca-Cola has to advertise, if they have to remind you to pick them when you're out. Exactly, then right. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Social media. So both of you, you know, you have a combined Instagram. Do you have separate Instagrams as well? Yes. And then you have separate TikToks and you have a together TikTok as well. We don't have a together TikTok. I know it's confusing. We have so many accounts. (laughs) Yeah, I hear it. So, okay. Well, let's talk about like, how was the diving into video content for you both? I think like everyone, it was tricky at first you know, just learning a new platform is confusing, but we started TikTok a little bit before the pandemic hit. So 
we have been doing it for a while at this point it's second nature to us like when everyone got really freaked out by reels we were like we're already doing yeah sorry (laughs) you guys are late to the show so it feels totally fun and it makes sense why it's going off it's because it's just so much easier to digest than just a static photo and people are sick of just the static photo because you don't get to see you know the reality behind the situation So what tips do you have for creatives who haven't really stepped up to the short form video content game yet? Yeah, well, I'd say you should get going on it because that's (laughs) where things are really going. Sorry, Um, everyone. Yeah, Instagram's (laughs) making it very clear that you should be doing video and TikTok's just continuing to blow up. But I would say the most important thing is to be authentic. If it's not in your nature to like be standing in front of the camera and, you know, doing a little like dance or pointing or whatever, then don't do that. But there's plenty of ways that you can create really good quality content that's authentic to you. And honestly, with the video content, you kind of have to retrain your brain because it's about quantity rather than quality. Whereas Instagram has for a while been so polished and put together. So don't think too much about it. Just start doing it and make yourself do it every single day. And eventually it'll become a lot easier and you'll really see some growth there and really try not to overthink it. We've struggled with that too, but like, it's always the dumbest videos that go off. They get a million views. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you guys don't batch then you guys just sort of record content on a whim. I mean, we're so busy and painting murals and stuff that we just... There's yeah. some days where we'll be able to film a bunch of weird things <laughs> and we'll have them backlogged, but yeah, most of it, it's kind of on a whim. Okay. And then when you're painting, I assume you guys take footage as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's scary for some people. I know. I mean, it really is. I mean, I think it's baked into imposter syndrome and confidence issues and the patriarchy and, you know, not taking up space and it's hard. I mean, I have an acting background, like, you know, I'm very confident, like whatever, but like, it was a lot for me to like mm-hmm. figure out how to do the videos. And there's some people who are just, you know, much more introverted than me. And it's really a big hurdle. And so how, I don't know, did you both have that hurdle or are you pretty camera comfy? We're pretty camera comfy. I mean, I'm definitely an introvert. Phoebe's an extrovert. So I'm would say that I'm a private person. So it's not like in my nature to be like, Hey guys, like talking into the camera, but just start small. I mean, it's good to get uncomfortable, especially with so many benefits to it. I mean, think about the people that are just starting Instagram accounts now. Like, I mean, you don't want to be that person in a few years that like, okay, I'll finally do video. And then it's just so much harder. So just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I would say follow people that make you feel like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it instead of like, instead of comparing yourself to people that you view as like, well, I'm not as pretty or as skinny or whatever, whatever makes you feel shitty about yourself. Like don't follow those people that make you feel like, you know, you can't do it compared to them. Follow people that make you feel like, oh yeah, it's not that crazy. It's not that hard. You know? I love the feeling comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. And isn't that the whole part of running a business? I mean, you just gotta like, you know, put on your big girl pants and like, you know, send those emails and do the thing because if you don't, then your business is not going to be as successful. Exactly. And I also love what you said there too, about following the people who like you think you can make 
videos that are, you know, not similar. We're not stealing, but like today I had a content day already and I tried to do like a fashion video and it's just, it's so not my jam. I like tried to do a transition and I'm much more talking head, but it's kind of fun again to like figure out how to do those transitions. Cause it, it translates to everything too. Transitions are hard. Yeah, they are. I tried to like tap my heels. I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing. What? We did it. It's fine. It's raw, you know, but it, yeah. and then like being okay with putting that out there and then trying it again next time. And like, right. Maybe it'll be better the next time we're doing a fashion video. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You two have a book coming out. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So it's called wonder walls. We've been working on it for the last three years. So it's like, Oh my God, I can't three years in <laughs> a few weeks. But so wonder walls is a book teaching people how to paint murals in their own homes and really making the process easy. So we have 26 different projects in various spaces throughout different homes and even on some furniture. And it walks you through step-by-step kind of like a cookbook of how to do it yourself. And it makes it a lot easier Cause I think a lot of people think mural painting is pretty daunting and like, Oh, I could never do that. But again, just making it simple and digestible for people to do themselves. So is your target audience for the book then maybe not artists? I think it's for everyone. I mean, I like to think it is, but we have a range of projects. So there's projects for someone who is yeah, not an artist, not maybe comfortable painting, but we think it's easy enough that you could follow our step-by-step guide and hopefully figure it out. And then there's some projects for some more seasoned artists who maybe want to, you know, take it up a notch. And so when is the book out? Yeah, it hits shelves November 9th. Yeah. So very soon. So probably when this podcast is out, Mm -hmm. the book will be out. And where can we find the book? Everywhere that books are sold, as long as you're in the US, Canada, UK, Europe, and Australia. <laughs> That's so exciting. And so, and oh, everywhere. Yeah. So how did the book process come about? Was that an idea that you had? Did you pitch a publishing company? Tell us a little bit about that. It was a really long process. I hope that anyone listening who wants to get a book deal like has a much smoother process. But yeah, I mean, being honest, it's been long. It's been a lot. So we were initially approached about doing a lettering book and that was not on our to-do list because we just being in the lettering world, we know there's so many lettering books out there. So we're like, "Eh, we don't really want to enter an already saturated market. So we had an idea of doing the mural book because there's no mural books or little to no mural books right now. And interestingly enough, we learned that the publishing industry doesn't really want to take risks. They don't want to do books that aren't already out there, which doesn't really make sense to us. But yeah, so we had a process of putting together like basically a pitch of how this would work as an interior design book. We had a book agent. Book agent. Yeah. yeah. She helped us with all this. Helped us with this. She approached us. So she found us. I don't even know if I knew book agents were a thing, but she approached <laughs> us and then it was same person as a lettering book, or this is a different this is for the mural for the book. mural book, but from but her, a different agent. Yes. Well, we turned down the lettering book okay. Okay. and then got in touch with Leslie, the book agent, and she liked our mural book idea, but told us, you know, we would need to position it as an interior design book so that it was something that the publishing world could digest. And then she basically took our pitch around to the different publishers. And again, they would give you feedback and we'd have to adjust it accordingly. 
And then finally, story publishing is who we went with. They liked what they saw and trusted us. And, you know, we had to negotiate, negotiate the, the terms, uh, you know, terms and yeah, the advance and all that. But, and for anyone who's getting yeah. offered in advance, double it at least because it's so much freaking work. <laughs> now we know that, but yeah, so it's exciting for it to finally come out. We've learned a lot about the publishing world. We've learned how hard it is to type out what you do day to day. That seems just like normal. Like it's very difficult to write, but we're really proud of the book and we're excited for everybody to have it. That's so exciting. Congrats. Thank you. Are you doing some sort of book tour? We're not doing a formal book tour, but we are going to be doing different events whenever we're traveling to different cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just along with. So be on the lookout. We may be in your neck of the woods. (laughs) I love that. Okay. It's been so good talking to you. Do you have any uh, like last minute sage advice or (laughs) for our creative community? We have so much advice. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not to the last minute then just shower us with some advice. (laughs) I think some advice because your audience is female primarily, I would say is that we all need to be making more money There needs to be more women that own businesses, that own land, that own real estate, that have investments. It's really important for all of us. We've learned that recently through running a nonprofit. Every landlord we talk to is male. So we just encourage women, like if you're feeling like, you know, imposter syndrome about charging more, just think about that. Like it is good for all of us and there needs to be more women with a lot more money and power. So Let's just all be doing that. Run for office. Get, yeah. Get interviewed for a podcast. Ask for a raise. There's lots of different things you can do to help build all of us up, not just yourself. Yes. hundred percent to all that and full circle, right? You pitched to be on the podcast. Outreach, yeah. baby. Now you're on the podcast. So that yeah. outreach practice is so important. Okay. So where can our community find you? So on one of our thousand (laughs) social media accounts, but our website is panderdesignco.com. And then our Instagram is panderdesignco. Our individual accounts are our names, Phoebe Cornog and Roxy Prima on Instagram and TikTok. Well, thank you so much, Roxy and Phoebe. It's been a pleasure and we will give everyone your links to your website and all your socials and your new book. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Phoebe. Thank you so much for listening to the Girl Gang Craft podcast. Head to girlgangcraft.com slash podcast for show notes and more. See you next time.